I get a call from Rick. He says, hey, how about joining this guy, Bruce Springsteen? I had no idea. And there was nobody else at the audition. It was just me on the dance floor of the Stone Pony. Wasn't even up on the stage. Bruce was there and little Steven, Southside. I didn't know who was who at the time. Philadelphia-born and Jersey Shore-raised, trombone player Richie LaBamba Rosenberg is easily recognizable on TV with the Conan O'Brien band by his signature Panama hat. But his fascinating career as a musician spans way beyond the 25 years he spent on late-night television. Join us as we delve deep into his star-studded younger years and hear stories of his time touring with Diana Ross, growing up best friends with Bruce Springsteen, playing for the Clintons, and sharing the stage with such music legends as Frank Sinatra, Pavarotti, and John Bon Jovi. He's a loving husband of 34 years, a father of five musical children, and it's an honor to have him here today. Please welcome Richie LaBamba Rosenberg. Richie LaBamba Rosenberg. Did I say that right? That's right. It is. Welcome. Welcome to the studio, Hennessy Studios here. Appreciate that. Thank you. I see that you brought um, two things. You brought a son and an instrument with you, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah? <laughs> they come as a pair. They do. <laughs> What's your son's name? Evan. Evan. And how yeah. old is Evan? 32. Yeah, doing big things, I hear. We were just talking off offline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you've got a, you've got more than one son. We have five kids. Five kids. Yeah. Okay. All from the same mommy. Yeah. And I hear everybody's uh, uh, big into music like their father. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Went right right down the line. So La Bumba. <laughs> so how did that, how did that, how'd you get that nickname? Well, I, I kind of look like my son there, but I had a much deeper tan. Yeah. And uh, I had a short afro. Okay. Uh, and uh, I was, I'm was i in this band called Southside Johnny and the Asbury Jukes. Okay. From uh, Asbury Park, New Jersey. Got it. And uh, not just the band members, but multiple people throughout the town have been given nicknames. <laughs> by Bruce or whoever you, you know. So uh, everybody in the band had a nickname. They, I joined the band. We had needed to find a nickname for this guy. And we were in the back of the Stone Pony and uh, uh, a roadie by the name of uh, Gary Anderson yeah. yelled out, La Bamba! And Bruce heard it and jumped up on the bar and Give me an L, give me an A, give me a B, and that's it. Is that right? That's <laughs> Bruce Springsteen jumping up on yeah. the bar. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Who has stories like that? You do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I kept it. That is awesome. So La Bamba, <laughs> what, that's who you were, right? That everybody started yeah. calling you that thing. Yeah. And it stuck. It stuck. Yeah. Did the kids call you La Bamba? No. <laughs> they call you dad, right? Yeah. Uh some. Yeah. Others, uh -huh. Rich. Rich, okay. So you, you've you always been inclined to with music as a kid? Or what? Have you? Yeah, pretty much. I grew up around in a musical family. So yeah. how, how did you kind of get into music? Like what? I what, started what piano at like seven. Okay. And um, then uh, I was going to 
uh, in junior high school, be in this choir that my sister, who's old, four years older than I, she had already been through that experience and she hated this choir director and said, you are not going to, you know, uh-huh. forget that woman. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to introduce you to the instrumental director of the school. You know, okay. Band director. In which his name was Mr. Evans. Okay. Is that right? my son, Evan. See? Okay. <laughs> he became, uh, you know, quite the uh, person that I looked up to. Interesting. And uh, just, uh, it was at the end of a year season. So he was losing trombone players the following year because they were all graduating. Yeah. Here's a trombone. Take this home for the summers. Let's hear how you sound when you come back. Yeah. So I was ready. Boom. Picked it up. Yeah. yeah. Just kind of had a knack for it. Practice it. Yeah. It's a fun instrument to play. Yeah. I got a funny story. So uh, when I was a, when I was a kid, I grew up in the East Coast as well. I grew up in New York, Long Island. And so it was like a big day, right? Where, you know, if you want to be in the band, you get to choose your instrument. <clears throat> and a lot of my friends chose like the cool things, right? Like the drums and, you know, trumpet. And so I... I was sick that day. And so I couldn't choose any of the cool instruments. So the next day when I got to school, I'm like, can I pick my instrument? And they're like, no, the only thing left is the tuba. (laughs) And I'm like, I didn't know what a tuba was. I'm like, okay, I'll play the tuba, right? And then you have to go to the local music store and go get your instrument. Was that how you had to do it too, right? You have to go rent it. Okay, they gave it to you. They had it there, yeah. Uh, So then they give me this big thing (laughs) and I was a walker. (laughs) Oh. So I had to walk to school every day with the tube. It was the worst year oh, that's of my murder. life. Oh, it was the worst year. But <laughs> it was it was fun. So I was the tube player for about a, a good, what was it, maybe like fourth grade or something like that. Oh. So, so you played the trombone through all of middle school and then high school. Yeah. And then when did you kind of know that this is what you wanted to do with your life? I think by high school I was pretty. Yeah. Yeah. And you were playing in bands back then in high yeah. school? Yeah. What was the first band you played in? Do you remember? It's called Nine Easy Pieces. Nine Easy Pieces. Yeah. It was a uh, Chicago, Blood, Sweat, and Tears, uh, you know, that kind of a horn band. Yeah. Huh? But we played all the unusual stuff. You know, back then on radio, they played, um, if it was like something like uh, WNEW, or they would play like the B-sides. Okay. Or... Anything else other than the hit? Yeah, that was on the uh, that was being pushed at the time. Yeah, so uh, you know that's what we enjoyed doing. So how many years were you in that band before you got your next break? I guess probably about uh, two years. And then how did you end up hooking up with Bruce? How did that happen? Well, I I was uh, I went on the road. I, I left school. I was in PMA. And I left that and went on the road with a group called Vicky Allen and the Image, okay. a Philly, Philadelphia-based group. And there was a trumpet player in that group. His name was Rick Gazda. And he also was in Nine Easy Pieces. So uh, he went to a different high school. We didn't go to the same school. Uh, so after about a year and a half or so being on the road with Vicky Allen and the Image, we were up in Schenectady, New York, and 
had like a two-week engagement up there. I get a call from Rick. He says, hey, how about joining this guy, Bruce Springsteen? I had no idea. And he Bruce was not famous at the time, was he? No. Not really, not, huh? No, he was playing like... Uh, like the bottom line or the yeah. main point where we are okay you know, stuff like that you know he had his uh two records he had uh the greetings out that was that was um i got this uh I, I wrote this letter and i put it underneath the door of the the leader who was a bit of a asshole hmm. <laughs> he was, we all have those in our <laughs> lives right uh-huh. yeah he used to carry around a gun with him and you know sometimes his wife vocalist uh, she would walk in with, looking a little dark around the eye you know so anyhow um, I put that underneath his door and I took off for Asbury Park for the first time and uh, I go to Rick's apartment and he opens up the door and the first thing he says to me hey you want to see my maggot farm okay <laughs> he's that kind of he's a really weird guy it sounds like it <laughs> Great guy. I love him. I still love him. That was the, basically the story of the, the first rehearsal, uh, the audition, and there was nobody else at the audition. It was just me. Um, just uh, at, on the dance floor of the Stone Pony. Wasn't even up on the stage. Was, and Bruce was there and little Steven and Southside. I didn't know who was who at the time. I, I, you know, These were all icons now, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know. uh-huh. Yeah, I didn't really know much about it at all. Sure. But it worked and it stuck. You know, on and off with the Jukes for all these, all these years, I'm still in, in touch with Johnny. We still do some things. I played with him last week. Is that right? Yeah. Uh-huh. He's a great guy. Yeah. He's a lot of fun. That's, that's so cool. How many years did, did you go on tour then with Johnny yeah. and Bruce? And that was kind of your job then, huh? Yeah. That's- I joined that band in 76. Okay. And uh, left in 81 because we did a show in New York and Diana Ross was in the audience. Okay. Uh, And uh, our road manager came down to us after the show and said, you know, Diana Ross likes the horn section. You're doing these steps. You're doing whatnot. You want to go out on the road with Diana Ross. There wasn't a question. You were going to go on the road. Diana gets yeah. what she wants, right? Yeah, right, right. And again, no audition. <laughs> you know, no like, audition, no. right? The yes. only audition, I think, I had two auditions, I think, in my life. was um, one to get into school and um, the, the other one for Joe Jackson okay. when he put out that. Da, 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 yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Da, 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 you know. And um, there was a long line of trombone players for that. <laughs> I bet there was. And he gave me a call and he said, yeah, I really liked the way you played. There was, there was a guy that came in after you who was like, you know, uh, a, a monster, like technician guy, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, if we were going to take a trombone, we'd take you. But we decided not to take a trombone. Ah, <laughs> uh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. But that's it for for my lifetime of just having two trombone auditions. That's that's amazing, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so you you toured then with uh, with Diana for a couple years. Yeah, two years. Yeah. And then what happened after that? I went with little Stephen. Okay. 
He was starting up a band called the Little Stephen and the Disciples of Soul. Mm. Okay, yeah. And uh, we did that tour and that record. And then things got expensive, so he had to let the horn section go. I see. And I just hung around uh, Jersey Shore playing bars with my own band called La Bamba and the Hubcaps. Okay, like it. Yeah, that yeah, was it. And now were you married at the time? Kids yet? No. No, not yet. No. Didn't get married till 87. So how did the love of your life enter your world then? She saw us at a uh, Little Steven show. Where was that at? Big Man's West in Red Bank. Where's that? It's... Uh, what state is it's it? It's right next in New Jersey. It's in New Jersey, okay. Uh, Red Bank, New Jersey. Um, little club next to a theater that they now call the Count Basie Theater. So you're up there doing your thing, looking yeah. good. Yeah. You know, and she's seen uh, you. Yeah. That was it. <laughs> that wasn't it. There's a lot more to the story. <laughs> <laughs> nah, she wouldn't want me to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> so you guys started dating. You next thing you know, how yeah. many years later you get married? Yeah, eighty-seven, and then uh, you know this guy right here, Evans, the firstborn. Yeah, is that right? Eighty-nine. Okay, he was conceived in Ireland. Is <laughs> did you know that, Evan? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you've heard that story. <laughs> It's not the details of it. <laughs> I was with Bruce at the time. We were doing the Tunnel of Love tour. Okay. And that's where, yeah. Oh, got it. And then uh, my wife, Sue, she was also involved with the tour. She was uh, in a little dance routine with the wives and girlfriends that Bruce would bring out huh. for one song. Really? Yeah. That's cool. So she actually traveled with you guys. Yeah. yeah. That's neat. I've heard you played for a president, too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So tell me that story. Yeah. Well, it, it was with um, being with the Max Weinberg Seven. Okay. Bill Clinton. Wow. You know, and he's a, is he a Trump clarinet player? Saxophone. Saxophone. That's right. He's a saxophone player. Yeah. Yeah. I've just been recently watching the impeachment uh, series. Oh, yeah. On the, right? Uh-huh. That's pretty wild. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, it's it's something. But how was it to play in front of a president? Did they say it's one of the highlights of your career or what? Well, no, later, um, that was that was actually the first time. Um, but I played at the White House with my band, La Bamba and the Hubcaps, and backed up all these other artists um, as like a backup band. It was a fundraiser. Um uh, Special Olympics thing, uh, Christmas show. And the Clintons used to, uh, I'm not sure if it was just the Clintons that, that used to do this all the time or if other presidents or, in the past. I, I don't know. I but, see. You know, it was like a yearly thing for them to do. And John Bon Jovi asked me to do it because down the shore again, the yeah. shore connection. Uh huh. And, uh, uh, so there was uh, a whole bunch of great artists on Eric Clapton, um, what Run DMC, John Popper. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. 
So uh, I see here uh, that you've worked with Bruce, obviously, Bon Jovi, right? Another Jersey boy, Diana Ross. Frank Sinatra? Did this accidentally get on this paper or did you actually work with Frank too? No, I didn't. That's accident. He was standing on the stage when <laughs> we were playing with Diana Ross. Ah. And so there was a fundraiser show with Diana and Frank and Pavarotti. Wow. Talk so about he came out icons. on the stage while we were playing and Oh boy! <laughs> well, you don't make any mistakes now. Were you inspired by like that Count Basie and Frank Sinatra and oh, the yeah. Glenn Miller band? Like, is that what you were inspired by as a kid? Oh growing yeah, up? yeah, yeah, big time. Yeah, right. My stepfather had a. Uh, he really enjoyed um, jazz, modern jazz. Okay. So when I brought home the trombone, he said, well, you "Go out and get yourself a bunch of J.J. Johnson records." And, you know, that's who you want to be listening to. And he was right. He was mm. great. So you just would kind of just jam out at home as a kid? Yeah. 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 So now we're going to fast forward, I guess, to, to Conan O'Brien, right? Yeah. It's kind of what made you famous. Mm. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching clips before you got here. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. I had some, how, how long were you on that show for? 25 years. Wow. 25 years yeah, yeah. of Conan. Yeah. Huh. I was on the road with Southside. We were in Europe, and I got a call from Max, and we got this uh, thing to audition for. You might be interested in this. And yeah. I didn't have to leave the tour. just worked out perfect, and we got back and rehearsed a couple of days, and next thing, Conan and Jeff Ross are walking in the door. You know you know Conan personally or, or Jeff Ross? I don't know. Uh. So Jeff Ross, uh, he was uh, our road manager for Diana Ross. So to, to see him walk in the door was you wow, got your in what here. Shoe in. <laughs> 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 I mean, even if things go array, yeah, you know, astray. Uh -huh. It was just like uh, wow. It was great. Uh, the whole run. So Conan filmed in New York then. Yeah, ah, I at got the it. Uh, Rockefeller Center, and uh, there was one time I where I was in a car accident with my daughter. She was learning how to drive. Eventually, I wanted to come back into work, and and Evans, you know, he was going to drive me in, and then he spoke to you know, some of the producers on the on the show, and he said, "Hey, well, you're here anyhow. You're driving your dad in. What do you want to do, right?" That was uh, Dan Ferguson, right? Yeah. So it, that all really worked out quite well. And that's how Evan got involved with, uh, you know, pushing himself more into these film and TV, you know, mind, you know, getting his life rolling, you know? So so 25 years on, uh, on Conan. Um, so did you stop touring then? You just kind of had to be there, I'd imagine, like every day, right? No, there were vacation times I see. during the show. So I was still able to stay with Johnny ah, and do some work. This whole time, okay. Eventually that came to a stop. But yeah, for, it was a number of years of still doing both. You ever get nervous? Yeah. You do? Yeah. I bet, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of pressure. Sure. Right? Yeah. Kind of being up there on the stage with everybody in the world watching, right? 
Yeah. Uh-huh. It's, it's exciting. For some reason, I ended up being the, the fall guy for his, uh, his jokes. I don't know why. <laughs> you know, it, it came up kind of early, like in the first uh, couple of weeks of the show. They wrote a sketch called In the Year 2000. Okay. And uh, I'd have to have a hold a flashlight under my chin and the lights went out and there would be numerous cameras, you know, going by as I sing, in the year 2000. <laughs> you know? I remember that bit. Yeah? Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. So that went on for quite a time. That's one of the oldest bits in the show. Yeah. It went on through the whole time of being in New York and when we came out here to the Tonight Show. Oh, so you worked at you worked in the Tonight Show out here too, then, huh? Yeah. Okay. So that was the year three thousand. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was a, a tour that followed after we, after the uh, Tonight Show came to a halt. There was a tour that was put together, um, and uh, we tried doing the year two thousand on that. But the whole thing with that is you need the cameras. Sure, you do. So it. it just it didn't quite the same. work, even though they had the two screens up on the side of the stage. Uh-huh. It still, <laughs> it couldn't get it going. So you were in, you were in, living in LA doing the Tonight Show, and then what happened then? So then Jay Leno came back and said, "I want my show back." What's the story there? Well, that that's kind of that's history, right? That's <laughs> already yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. That that was that, that was a, that was a bummer. That was a that was a difficult time. It sure was, right? We'd already uh, rented a, a home uh, with the budget of mine, what the Tonight Show would be. Sure. And then uh, when that went uh, bye-bye, we were, uh, you know, biting our fingernails. What's going to happen? Sure. <laughs> but we managed to stay in the same home. We're still there. So you've been married 20 years. Congratulations, by the way. Married. Is that right? Married over twenty? Thirty four years. Okay. Well, married over twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> Jenna hates me. All right. <laughs> You've been married thirty four years. Okay. Yeah. I apologize. <laughs> um five very talented children. Right. So what's the secret? Give and take. That's a good secret. So if all of your kids were here right now. Um, how would they describe you? How Mental. They... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's shaking his head. He's shaking Evans back there, shaking he's his head. With a... Yeah. <laughs> mental. And maybe mental and all the good reasons. <laughs> so, and everybody's kind of musically inclined. Yeah. The whole family. So what, what does Evan and Jade and Justin, like what, what instruments do they all play? Evan started on drums. Okay. And then uh, he went to trumpet. And then um, Jade started on flute. And then she went to theater. Okay. And then uh, Justin started on drums, and he's taught himself guitar and bass, some piano now. And he also, on his spare time, uh, composes house music. Okay. 
you know, which I didn't know what that was until, <laughs> until he started doing it. It's kind of a big deal, right? It's a big it thing. It's a big deal. It man. is a big deal. It yeah. Is. Uh-huh. It is. And then Samantha, she she started on voice. She was she was singing and she stayed on voice. She's a um, she was in the opera at CSUN last week. Okay. And yeah. my mom used to sing opera, so every time I see the kids, you know, doing, you know, stuff, it's it's in the blood. Yeah, yeah. yeah sounds like it. Yeah, it's an emotional thing. <laughs> huh. I stay in the back of the auditorium. I don't get too close to the front. <laughs> no, not anymore, right? <laughs> so out of the family, uh, who who likes the spotlight the most? I think Evan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's um the master of ceremonies. Okay. Twenty four seven. Good. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> Thumbs up from Evan. Why not? So I saw that your family did something during quarantine. I guess on Instagram, you got something called Sunsets with La Bamba. Yeah. What's that about? Well, it was an idea that Evan came up with. Okay. Uh, Conan had just uh, ended. Let's have a family meeting. How are we going to uh, get through this? You know, uh, let's come up with some ideas. Mm-hmm. And uh, all of a sudden, uh, there was a whole crew, 20 people or so of people at our house and uh, some scripts that have been put together called Sunsets with La Bamba. Okay. <laughs> and it was this, the strangest thing for me after being with Conan all that time and then here in our backyard, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It was like going in a, in a ride with uh, my youngest son, giving him a, 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 a lesson. Okay. You know, teach him how to drive. And they're in the back seat of the car and they're filming and, you know, do this and do that. And then we had a wrestler come over at the, uh, the house because I, I kind of watched wrestling, okay. and WWF kind of old school guy. The guy who he had over was uh, his brother. Is uh, was actually had 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 made it made it pretty good on the uh, on WWF. Okay, you know, hmm. but uh, that was fun. And Evan got thrown in a pool. Is that he right? Picked him up and. He was going oh, to do it. Did? Really? Yeah. Wow. He's going to do it to me, but they, Evan says, eh, maybe we shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> it's like our insurance policies first year, right? <laughs> Smart man. So, uh, so I guess there's a uh, short and sweet musical intro to your show, and I hear that you've got some instruments here. Oh. Yeah. Like so I'd love, I'd love it yeah. if you would do us the honor. <laughs> Is that it? That's it. Oh, I love it. That's it. Well, you got to give me some more. Play some more. (laughs) So good. (laughs) So good. Thank you so much. Wow. You might have to get permission to have that uh, air.
Right? I, so you I, want to brass them? Oh, yeah. Well, my, <laughs> my lawyers will make sure. <laughs> Fair use. Fair use, right? There it is. <clears throat> so that was awesome. Thank you for doing that and for bringing that all the way down here. Um, one thing I noticed about you when you first walked in is your, uh, they call it a Panama hat. Yeah. So has that been your signature look? And for how long? Uh, since I joined Southside. Yeah, huh? I've changed the style a little bit. Okay. I used to wear just a, uh, a, a fedora Panama, but this is a gambler, and I've been wearing these now for, well, probably uh, for m most of the time of Conan, I guess. Yeah. Uh, there was a, 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 a guy who became a very good friend of mine now, and uh, Tony Lippi and... Um, the Panama Hat Shop in St. Augustine. Okay. Uh-huh. And uh, he sent me these hats, and he hasn't never charged me for a hat. And I've got like 50 or 60 of these, different <laughs> colors. But so cool. Them. How did that all start? Did you just kind of take a hat from the house and put it on, and that thing you know, that's kind of your no. signature look? or No, it wasn't. When I, when I joined Southside, uh, we were taken around for some clothing by this woman who lived in Bruce's house. Okay. She was a cook and uh, became like his valet. Her name was Obi. Hmm. And uh, she took us out shopping for clothes for the Jukes, for a couple of Bruce tours, whatnot, you know? Yeah. Strange, <laughs> but um, yeah, so we put the hat on and that's it. It's just, I used to throw some hats out to the audience occasionally. And, you know, that's, not. that's cool. So, so working with uh, like Bruce Springsteen have so many loyal fans, right? I mean, diehard fans. Yeah. Um, what's, uh, what's something that, you know, uh, that people might not know about Bruce? Something interesting about Bruce since you've known him for all these years. He's a humble guy, right? Yeah, he's very humble. That's what I thought. He's very, he, he's a great guy. Mm -hmm. Very humble. We, we used to have a lot of great times together. We used to actually hang out together. Yeah. Huh? We had a, had a softball, softball team that we would, uh, we would play different uh, radio stations. Okay. You know. Um, so he like have we, like a weird food thing. He orders his chicken a certain way. What's his on drink? The stage? Yeah, like what's what's some interesting about Bruce that most people don't talk about, like on normal interviews. Since I wasn't on all the tours, mm -hmm. it's a lot of the tours are pretty much the same. And with Diana, also, mm -hmm. actually, as far as between, uh. Any band that I've been with who who is completely different, sure, from the beginning to end is Southside Johnny. Is that right? You never know what's what you're going to get. Huh. He'll write out a list and then he'll just go from it. It's just interesting. You know, pull up anything, you know. But um, Bruce's shows were uh, very well put together. Yeah, you know, um, there were routines all the time um and the same thing uh, with diana 
Yeah, huh? There were some incredible moments with Bruce, uh, like um, the the Super Bowl. Ooh, yeah, played wow. the Super Bowl. Was that him. a pinch me moment for you, or what? Yeah, that that was. Um, yeah. Uh, well, it kind of it all started out getting the call to to do the Super Bowl. Yeah. And um, I walk into rehearsal, and I was uh, still ailing from that leg that I had the accident with with Jade. So sure. I was on a cane. So he's, uh oh, what do we got going on here? Because he had something planned. Don't know if the Kane is actually going to work. Oh, okay. you know, uh-huh. uh, but it all involved that he wanted to create a, a wardrobe malfunction. Okay. <laughs> Purposely. Yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so this yeah. is after the Janet Jackson, probably. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, years yeah, after. yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. So, um, he tells me, uh, well, LaBamba, what you're going to do is you're going to have a tear-off suit. And Mark Pender, the trumpet player who's standing next to me, he's going to tear your suit off. And you're going to just be in uh, a garter from your socks <laughs> to your um, boxer shorts. Okay. <laughs> and a uh, guinea tea. <laughs> and you're, this is, yeah, we're going to try to make this happen. And... Uh, Obviously, NBC and uh, NFL probably <laughs> said no way. <laughs> not gonna that is not going to happen, right? Well, it sounds like you got a good sense of humor then, for oh, he sure. Does. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he does. There, there it is. <laughs> so cool. I like I said, if if you wrote a book with all the stories that you probably have, I'd love to read it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. People have told me that. Hmm. <laughs> Well, maybe, Evan, you can help Dad make that happen. <laughs> He's saying no. Because <laughs> he, he'd be in some of he these stories, right? <laughs> well, we're going to wrap up with uh, a segment that we call Hennessy Heart to Heart. This is easy. There's no trivia here. There's no gotchas. It's just questions. And the first thing that comes to mind, just kind of rattle it off. So the first question is, what makes you laugh the most? Uh, I think my kids. Okay. What did you want to be when you were a kid? A musician. You always knew that. Yeah, I think I always knew that. Okay. What's your biggest fear? My biggest fear is dropping my trombone slide, which I've done a few times. (laughs) 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 And I did it on a Bruce show, too. Oh, wow. Yeah. I used to uh, come out front with Bruce and do a little dance. And there's a lock on the horn Mm -hmm. right here. Yep. And I, I would lock I would lock that up and hand him the uh the horn. Yep. And he'd hold it and I'd do this little dance, whatnot, after I take a trombone <laughs> saw. Love the dance. <laughs> and he gives me back the horn and there was the whole um stage was covered in plush white rug. Okay. Right. So I go back way back. To where the horn section is standing. Mm-hmm. And uh, Gary Talent, the bass player, comes up to me. And he says, 
Does this belong to you? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> wow! Yeah. So well, I guess that's like my biggest fear. Yes, <laughs> I can see why. <laughs> Here's the next question: What is your go-to karaoke song? Well, I only do karaoke with Evan. Okay, <laughs> you know. And that that would be Elvis's um, uh, "Love Keeps Lifting Me Higher," "Burn in Love." Burn in Love. Yes. Okay. God, that's yeah. a great karaoke song. That it gets really is people into it's it. Fun to do it with Evan, especially. Uh huh. Especially after he has a couple. <laughs> Speaking of Evan, this is probably an Evan question, but I'm going to let you answer it. What makes you really angry? Angry. Yeah. What makes you angry? Uh, politics. Okay. <laughs> That's a good answer. That's a good answer. I like it. I thought that wasn't a trick question. No, it wasn't. <laughs> there was something I didn't know about. Nope. Okay. All there, right. There it is. There it is. It makes a lot of people angry. So you love wrestling. If you had a WWE or WWF wrestler name what would it be la bomba la bomba okay <laughs> there it is easy i don't have to think about that what's the movie that you've seen most in your life it's a wonderful life oh what a great movie yeah, yeah. every every holiday it's yeah something you have to watch it right yeah what's the most spontaneous thing that you've ever done when we were on our honeymoon we went to uh, puerto Vallarta, and my wife doesn't, uh, she, she doesn't like um, being on the water much, but we, we got in a little boat to a, um, uh, a, a private island. Okay. And I saw some people, um, they were, you know, going up in the air with the, um, what are they called? Like hot air balloons? Yeah. 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 Uh -huh. Not, not higher. No, the. Uh, oh, I know you're parasailing. Parasailing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And I saw that, and I just jumped off the boat, swam to shore, got in, and took off. Uh, is that right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's awesome. Yeah, I don't know what was in me at the time to, huh. you know, but uh, it was scary as all hell. Um, once I got up there, everything was, the boat was like this small. Yeah. And there were cliffs along the side, so we were coming back, and I pulled on the on this thing when you get, you know, mm -hmm. I was pulling as hard as I could and I was, thought for sure I was going to hit the side of that sure. wall. It all worked out. Wow. But That's pretty spontaneous. That's like waking up one morning and you know, jumping out of an airplane or something. Like He you know? did that. Are you serious? Heaven did that. Just wake <laughs> up and no plans and next thing you know you're doing it? Like, that's insane. I don't know about those no plans, but... That, wow. But, oh, my God. Yeah. Where's your favorite place in the world to visit? Well, we, we, we toured around a lot. Um, Europe, Scandinavia. Uh, I think I, I love, I think I really enjoy Scandinavia the most of. Interesting. All the I've been there. It might be that, that Nordic uh, Thor mm -hmm. thing, the Viking museum, the whole, you know, that whole thing. Yeah. 
What snack can you just not get enough of? What's your go-to snack? Well, I don't eat them anymore, but it was crimpets. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Butterscotch crimpets. That was a Philadelphia thing. Tasty cake. Oh, sure. Yeah. There's a couple places in town here that actually have cheesesteak, Philly cheesesteak places, mm -hmm. and they bring in the... Jersey Mike's was one of them. I don't know if they still have it, but that was a place that had the tasty cakes. Oh, yeah. Cakes. I never, actually, I've never been to Jersey Mike's. Yeah. Yeah. If you want some tasty cakes, I think they have them. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. See? <laughs> there you go. What's the best practical joke you've ever pulled off? That I pulled off? <clears throat> yeah. I don't pull off any practical jokes. You don't? I get you're practical the, you're jokes. You're the butt of the jokes. I huh? am the butt. Of the jokes. <laughs> Let's underline butt of the jokes. <laughs> Every time. I don't know why, but you know, Conan always did this. And uh, so the like guys Bruce, in the Bruce band. Bruce was trying to do it to you for the Bruce, Super Bowl, right? You know, I don't. He's <laughs> just like, but um, one time we tried to reenact a uh, one of those instances in uh on sunsets with la bamba okay and evan dressed up like me and i dressed up like our saxophonist jerry vivino uh-huh i had um i was called in for jury duty one day and i said i'm, I'm gonna be late for show i won't be able to make rehearsal i ended up not having jury duty that day okay. <laughs> he said come back tomorrow you know you know uh so when i got to work I uh, walked into my dressing room and a policeman comes behind me and starts reading me my rights. And you, you're supposed to be in jury today. You're not in jury. Huh. Um, so we're going to have to take you down. Handcuffed me, took me to the elevators. And then I'm in tears. <laughs> oh, my point. God. Oh, my God. Oh, what's going on? Sure. And then Jerry comes running over and says, all right, he's had enough. He's oh, had my enough. God. <laughs> give me post-traumatic stress, right? Yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was ongoing yeah. almost daily that I would be something, you know. Um, I, was, I was driving into the show and... I get a call from Kona's producer saying, we're going to dress you up today as the uh, naked, um, the naked cowboy. <laughs> He's a character who stands on the, uh, in New York, Times Square. Yeah. And uh, he just stands there in his underwear and a cowboy hat and boots and, and strums. And I said, uh, well, that's a little embarrassing, but uh, you have nothing to worry about. The curtain's going to open up. And you, you're, you're going to be like to the front of the, you know, standing in front. Uh -huh. Nobody's going to see anything, you know, else. You're going to have the guitar over your thing there. So, you know, I said, okay, all right, whatever. We go in, I rehearse it, the curtain opens up, I do the thing, whatnot. Uh -huh. And right before the show, the producer comes down to me and segment position says, La Bamba, we kind of changed this up. And we think it might be better if you start at the top of the stairs where the audience is. <laughs> <laughs> right before the show. Yeah, right before the show. Uh. So I go up to around the way and the show's starting and, the, and, and I see my friend James are on camera and I say, what are you doing right there at, at that position? I mean, 
I'm walking down the stairs right here. <laughs> Why are you up here? You know, I mean, the cameras are down there. Baba, don't worry about it, man. Just, just do your thing. And then all of a sudden, it started, and I'm like walking down the, the stairs with a guitar and ho trying to hold it together where nobody's seeing anything. <laughs> and I get to the bottom of the stairs, and um, that, that's all I got. That's it. I'm, I'm going. I try to walk out the doors and there's holding the doors shut. They're out <laughs> on the other in. side. They're on the other side of the door and they won't let me pass through those freaking doors. And I'm like, hey, oh, pushing the door. Hey, oh, oh. <laughs> All the time, the James, the camera guy, had the camera. Oh, my God. But shot. <laughs> you know? Oh, man. Wow. That's a practical joke. That is a that sure is a practical <laughs> joke. <laughs> well, there's got to be YouTube footage of that oh, somewhere. I got to go back and watch <laughs> yeah. that for sure. What smell do you really enjoy? Like, what's a good what scent? smell? Yeah. Oh, meat. You okay? That's a good answer. Meat. Yeah. <laughs> meat. Meat. And they said meat. <laughs> 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 That's a better answer. Better <laughs> I love the smell of me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, no, meat. meat, man. You like, know, like a like smoked meat, like cooked yeah, meat. Oh, bacon, I love that too. Uh, yeah, and, uh, man, ribs and the best. steaks. Just oh man, yeah, so good. <laughs> uh, let's see here, uh, a couple more. What are you most grateful for? Uh, my wife and children. Sure, that's absolutely yeah. And then the last one here: What does music mean to you? Yeah, it's 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 my life. It's my venture. It's my journey. Mm -hmm. It means uh, everything to me. It's it's it means you know watching my kids grow up through it mm -hmm. and having them have a much wider scope of music than myself, and being proud of that and enjoying that. Love it, and you know, I know you have a uh, an album, yeah. like a new album coming out. Is that right? Is it out already? Well, it, it's out. It, it came out during the uh, the spring. It's actually a uh, a, a a remix, okay, of a, and it's called um, Grapefruit Moon: The Songs of Tom Waits, okay, and uh, it's with Southside Johnny, okay singing all the songs and with my 20 plus piece big band. Wow. What's the name of the album? Grapefruit Moon. Grapefruit Moon. Okay. The songs of Tom Waits. Awesome. And yeah. where can we get it? Uh, online or it's all over. It wherever is. Wherever you would normally get. Okay. You can pick it up. Well, uh, Richie LaBamba Rosenberg, I really appreciate you coming here to Hennessy Studios and sitting with us. I'd love it if you take us out with some music. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, okay. I would All love right. that. I would be honored. All right. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
So good, so good. That was just awesome. <laughs> I'm, I love it. <laughs> I am honored. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you. It's been an honor for me. This has been the Jason Hennessy Podcast. This show is produced by Whitney Welsh and Jenna Kershaw, engineered and edited by Josh Fisher and recorded at Hennessy Studios. Please be sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Thank you.